Welcome, everyone, to our year-end episode of Silas Speaks, Silas' monthly podcast, which is your window into what is happening at Sila and the securities and insurance licensing industry. Silas Speaks is brought to you by Rhodes Online and Sila, and I'm Alistair Yu. And I'm Diana Ivey. As we come to a close of 2022 and look forward to 2023, we wanted to wish everyone a wonderful holiday season and a happy and healthy new year. 2022 is great. Silas put on a yeah, it absolutely was. <laughs> Sila put on a wonderful conference in Seattle, and we are all looking forward to the 2023 National Conference in Hollywood, Florida. Yes. Yeah. We'd also like to congratulate everyone that earned a Sila designation this year. At the end of each podcast, we ask our guests a final question. Looking back on their career, what advice would they give to their younger self? And so our show today will have each final question excerpt from all of our shows this year. These moments are all really insightful and perhaps something that can propel each of us in the new year. So we leave you with our guests from this year, who we greatly appreciate for being a part of the pod. Sherry Coleman, Paul Cisneros, John Schobel, Todd Rosenfeld, Diana Capes, and Mary Ellen Hammack. Absolutely. Congratulations to all. But before we go, we'd like to thank everyone at Sila that helped us put together our show. Especially, we'd like to thank Balmeet Gill, who is our producer and who always helps us sound so great. Thank you, Balmeet. And most of all, we'd like to thank our listeners for their support. Happy listening and see you all in 2023. See you then. We'd like to ask you our, our final question, which is, um, are you ready for it? I don't know. I'm scared now. Okay. <laughs> so looking back on your career and your, your journey, which has been really a full circle one, really amazing journey that you've had, um, what would you give yourself? What advice would you give yourself when you were just starting out? Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is a good question. Um, and it's actually about education, believe it or not. Um, do your education early in your career because the farther into your career you get, the more tired you get and the less you want to do it. <laughs> um, hundred percent. I, um, I am a huge believer in always learning and, um, you know, lifetime of education. I think it's super important, but man, I wish I would have finished my CPCU when I started, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> because now I, I am tired and I don't want to read books and take all those tests. Um, so yeah, I think that would be, if I had it all to do over again, I would have gotten further in my education, um, earlier in my career. Cause I just think it's easier. And I think as you get older, life gets busier and whether that's busy with your family or it's busy with your career or it's busy with both, um, the time for that kind of deep dive learning dwindles. And so Paula, you should have done your CPCU in the nineties because I don't know if it'll ever happen now. But good for you for, for doing it and doing it at your own pace. There's no rush. There's no deadline. I'm with you. I'm doing mine too. So I mean, I'm supposed to take a test next week and it's uh, the slow I, slog, right? It's I think I'm on crawl. chapter three. 
<laughs> we you can, can have do a it. study group at the education conference. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe Diana should be my accountability partner. They we do that for all sorts of things, right? Working out, losing weight. Like that's maybe right. I we should have we an should accountability partner for continuing education. Be buddies for CPCU study. Yes. There you go. Typically, we ask people, you know, our, our, if you don't know, our typical final question is looking back, you know, what would you tell your younger self in terms of what you've learned, right, about yourself? And, and what advice would you give to your younger self? And you have a great, you, you shed a lot of light on that, you know, in our original podcast. But I think our second two-timer final question is the following. So these last two years, you know, with this new environment, what have you learned about yourself that you'll be carrying forward? I think what I've learned about myself in the last two years is that I like routine. When we first all had to go home all of a sudden, and I'm like, now what do I do? <laughs> um, and, and you're and I admit it, the first couple of weeks, you're like, I don't have to sit in traffic today. I'll just do whatever and I'll get to this and that. And I realized quickly that, no, I, I need to have that routine. That's that kind of makes me go in the morning. Right. So you got to get up at this time and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I don't think I ever realized I was that kind of person before but I've realized it now. <laughs> um, so as they're kind of loosening up <clears throat> restrictions and we're allowed to go back in the office now, I jumped at that chance. I, I like that routine that I know I have some place to go to at least two days a week right now. And, and I, go, I go there and it, it's good for me. And I also realized that if I don't, I think I forget how to drive after a while. So <laughs> it's a good thing that I drive into the office a couple of days because otherwise I think I might cause a wreck. <laughs> we can't have that. No, Sherry. No. <laughs> I got to say, God bless her. I, just on that, my mom, God bless her. I'm not going to say how old she is, but my mom hasn't driven in maybe like 10 years. She tried to drive the other day. She got in the car. She put her seatbelt on. She put on the gas. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, first you have to turn the car on. You can't just press the accelerator. <laughs> You I got worried for a minute. She I thought he was going to compare me to his mom for no, a minute. No, 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 no. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Alistair, you got to get her one of those self-driving cars when they finally arrive. <laughs> That's but I, I think, you know, actually, I think it's very, I, I think it's it's a great skill that you can, that for an individual, for a person to actually be able to, you know, reflect and do self-reflection and figure things out, right? I think that's also a really powerful skill that, you know, you can learn things about yourself, right? Absolutely. Some people like decide they don't want to learn anything about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> could happen. <laughs> it's enhanced wisdom. We're going to call it. <laughs> 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 love it John we've taken a lot of your time we really thank you but before we let you go we have one final question that we always ask all of our guests which is looking back on your career looking back on the road that you've been on John what advice would you give to your younger self just starting out in your career just starting out <laughs> I'm going to give 
my advice to my youngest self, which is to keep an open mind, right? Mm -hmm. So I really, <laughs> I mean, when I, when I, I just, I, I, I mapped out my early career for you, but I believed that I could only do one kind of thing, right? And it wasn't software and it wasn't regulatory. And later in life, I learned that not to be true. So become more, I think I was so specific in my learning and don't get me wrong, it's benefited me greatly, right? Like I'm really happy studying something like the history of art makes one into a critical thinker. It, makes, it gives one language and writing skills that you might not have before. And certainly law school refines that. But just learn as much as you can. And don't think that something like insurance, we know, I don't know that there's a 17 year old out there that thinks like I am going into insurance. <laughs> right? Like that, is, you know, that is some sexy cocktail talk. But in truth, like that isn't, that's such a, that's such a myopic way to look at it. So expand your horizons, learn everything you can about everything you can, read every section of the New York Times. Not just the not just <laughs> not just the tech and uh, arts, right? So like, just be very open, and I think that's what I would give to everyone. And you know, the truth is this: like, if if and never never stop learning, right? Like, go to school for as long as you can afford, but don't borrow a million dollars to do it, right? But go to school for as long as you can. And then when you then when you get out of it, keep learning and keep opening your mind to something interesting. Yeah, that's great advice. So I think, uh, Alistair, are we ready for the final question? I, we are, Todd. I think we're ready for the final question, which is the final question we ask all of our guests. Yes. Todd, looking back, you know, with all the knowledge, expertise that you've gained and all the experiences that you've gained, um, what advice would you give to your younger self or someone think, you know, just not, starting yeah. out, right? Yeah, Al, that was, a, um, that was a question I had to think long and hard about. And what I think my best answer is I'm a better listener now mm -hmm. than I was before. And I just, it took me a while to figure out. So there's certain things you can learn in a book, certain things you can learn by reading and going to websites, yada, yada, yada. But imagine for a second, you are teaching or tutoring someone, and that individual is the head of mergers and acquisitions for an investment bank. You're going to get, if you just ask some questions, like, can you just tell me about the most of the, one of the most interesting mergers you did? And then just be quiet because people like to talk about something a lot. It's called themselves. And that's just human nature. And that education, you cannot get in the textbook. Mm -hmm. So now when I teach mergers and acquisitions, I may not use the person's name. I may not use the exact example that person gave me, but I now have an understanding into the following. There's the exam world, the continuing education world. Then there's something called the real world. And I think having that real world experience benefits me, benefits our employees, because I can educate my other trainers and people within myself. So I think that um, to me, the most important thing, especially a young person can do is to, it may not be one mentor, it could be, is to just absorb, be a sponge, mm -hmm. listen, ask questions, 
and then just let people speak about their experience. I think to me, you know, all these stories, a lot, and I do have a lot, and a lot of them um, were based on that, but I didn't learn that for right away. And I think that would be the, I would talk to the young Todd who had a little <laughs> bit more hair than the existing Todd right now. <laughs> so the advice is, although you're the teacher, also be the student. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Every day I learn. Every, mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. stop learning. And it's okay to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I teach all the people in our company know that if someone asks you a question and remember something is that initially a lot of people who do what we do only know the content from exam pr- perspective. And mm-hmm. I think you're shortchanging students. You want them to pass. That's why they hire you. But, but at the same time, giving them some real world experience and being able to answer a question that a little bit, I'm not talking about a complete 360 of what you're teaching, but a little bit of a context. For example, hey, Todd, I, I understand that, but why they write that rule? Well, that's not there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, why they write regulation be our best interest? It didn't, it didn't come out of the air. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- why they create the 33 Act or the, you know, certain, you know, Sorbanes-Oxley or whatever the rule is. And I think by listening to people who've been involved in it is, is to me is that never, I'll just say that, that never gets old. And I I think for me, I enjoy what I do now as much as I've ever, if not more. So I've never lost my passion for our business. And I'll just say at the end, and I think I've mentioned this before to other people is the content I love, but it's not just the content, it's the people. Mm-hmm. The people in our business, from everything on, from 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 every type of, you know, insurance, securities, from the people on the lower level, you know, in the intro stage to the senior management, you know, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the people, which is pretty high, uh, I've enjoyed meeting. Once in a while, there'll be someone tough, but, <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, I've always found this. You can make lemonade out of lemons. If you treat people the way they should, you know, if you treat people the way that you want them to treat you. So we've had that situation to go from the 99.9 to the hundred. That is so awesome. that's, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, it's a great story. Well, Diana, another great pod. That said, for all our listeners, if you have any questions for us, please reach out. Our email is silasspeaks at silat.org. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at at silasspeaks. The materials in this podcast are intended to provide a general overview of the issues contained herein and are not intended, nor should they be construed, to provide specific legal or regulatory guidance or advice. If you have any questions or issues of a specific nature, you should consult with appropriate legal or regulatory counsel to review the specific circumstances involved. The information or opinions communicated in this podcast are not necessarily opinions of SILA and the SILA Foundation.